0: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's me. J. Jr. Super excited just to come before you on this episode. Um, I'm so thankful for every opportunity that I can talk with you guys and open up. I'm actually in the awesome, cool tech city of San Jose. They call it, what is it? Silicon Valley? Yeah. So it's crazy. I'm down here for um, just some um, different things, but super excited to talk with you guys. Um, I've been doing this whole thing of just opening up and sharing. And I'm, I'm grateful to anybody that comes on and tells their story or just gives inspiration. And uh, so it's been nuts. And I'm thankful because we now are on, you guys, we've hit iHeartRadio. Yes, yes. We've hit iHeartRadio. I'm super excited for everybody that's going to be joining with all of us listening to the podcast. So I'm very thankful. And so um, I've been wanting to do something a little bit different for the next few episodes, but uh, I've been talking about Pain produces growth, and so I had my good buddy Vikram on, and I'm actually going to bring on two guys that are like my brothers. I'm serious. like They are so cool. They are from uh, Louisiana, so I've been doing this thing called Dial Dial Me In, so let's see if they'll pick up the phone. Um, Number one, before I even dial them, I just want to say that um, troubles don't last always and though pain seems so intense at the moment you know somebody said um, a guy that I do listen to he's a pastor his name is Chad Veach and he said pain makes you delusional you can't see you know it's hard it's like when you actually have an injury or say for instance I'll use this analogy because this happened to me. When I was probably about 10 years old, I was playing softball and the the pitcher threw the ball and I wasn't paying attention. This is how you knew it wasn't my calling because when the ball came, I didn't swing the bat, I used my head and the ball hit me right in my head and immediately it felt like my whole body was on fire, but actually it was just my head that was injured. And so, (laughs) I mean, literally it was just insanity. But what I mean by that is, When you're going through something, it feels like your whole world is coming to an end. But actually, it's just a moment. But in that moment, it feels like everything is over. It's tragic. But I want to let you know that troubles don't last always. And pain at that moment seems very intense. But once you hit the growth side... Um, it's beautiful because then not only did you learn something from the lesson, but you can show some other people. So let me bring on, let me see if they'll pick up real quick. They they are, their names are, um, Thurman and Torrance Thomas. They have a foundation called Tank Proof. They're doing so much in Louisiana. They're speakers. They go all around the country. They travel. They're unique. They're, they're twins. It's just off the hook. So let me see if they'll pick up. Let me dial real quick. Okay. Let's see how this works. Okay. So hopefully they'll pick up. Okay, it's ringing, y'all. What's up? What's going on? Uh oh, uh oh, they here, y'all. They here. <laughs> we here, we here, baby. We here, ladies and gentlemen. How you guys <laughs> How you doing, Jason? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just did the intro, talking with everybody, <laughs> um, just thanking them for listening to the podcast. I told them that we're now on iHeartRadio, and uh, yes, I, I cannot it's crazy it is crazy just to see where it started the podcast and where we're at today and i'm super thankful for you guys i told them you guys are like my brothers we're family uh we support i support y'all you guys have a foundation named i named tank proof you guys travel you do so much but just give a little bit of history on the both of you so let's go let's go let's make it happen say what's up man i don't know where to begin
1: uh Let's see. We're from a little town called Geismar, Louisiana. Okay. Uh, we still live in Louisiana. We're about 15. We're in a little in a little town called Gonzales. So it's 15 minutes from Baton Rouge, about 45 minutes from New Orleans. Wow. And uh, we spend a lot of time in both cities. We're blessed enough to be able to travel around and, you know, use our gifts, you know, in, in different cities and different places and spaces. And uh, if, if I could sum up, you know, what we do and mm-hmm. who we are. More specifically, if I could sum that up, I would sum it up into three things. Um, And this is no sequential order, no hierarchical order or anything like that. But, uh, (laughs) of course, you mentioned the nonprofit. So we do have a nonprofit that we had. Right. And we specialize. The nonprofit's called Tank Proof. And with Tank Proof, we specialize in giving underserved kids swimming lessons. We've been doing it for the past eight years. This is our eighth year this year. We've been able to serve over 1,300 kids. Wow. In different cities across Louisiana and uh maybe maybe a city near you soon you never know right oh, right right expanding mm-hmm. yes and so that's one number two we're musicians so we travel around a lot with musician with music so we write produce uh we're artists ourselves wow and, uh, we find ourselves in a lot of amazing spaces we've probably been around some of your favorite artists before most likely
0: yes i mean i haven't seen y'all with one time i know let's not even fake the funk you know i've seen y'all with beyonce and jay-z <laughs> Space, same place, in the man, same you know. I was like what oh my god but anyway go man, ahead
1: it, it, was, it was like it was kind of oh, weird man. and surreal but like it was it was cool though man really wow. cool you know I had the privilege of meeting Usher yes and you know chatting up just, you know uh, met him at the studio all that cool stuff and so right. great guy you know what I mean but um, that's number two and number three we are creative as well, so we do a lot of creative consulting I guess that's the fancy word people are using now Yeah, so now we're gonna yes. get into uh, producing activation
0: Wow,
1: brands and so that's kind of where we're really trying to focus um i guess in that field in that entrepreneurial professional kind of work world field kind of more so in that direction wow and just kind of sink our teeth into that to learn it better and to uh yeah just try to try to uh bring value some right.
0: Well, I love <laughs> what I love about also. I'm going to go back to your um, tank proof thing. You talked about um, one time I was looking up stuff and um, how is it like? What is it? Seventy yes, percent of minority 70% kids. Seventy percent
1: of minority kids do not know how to swim. As uh-huh. a study conducted by USA Swimming, wow. and that in discovering that statistic really was the catalyst for us to actually pursue, you know the the leading that we had to start, you know the initiative that we wanted to do.
0: Wow. That's, I mean, I'm just amazed at, well, I'm probably, back in the day, I was one of the minority kids, you know, I'd be in one <laughs> inch of water and I'm like, I'm done, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now I know how to alone, swim. Man. You're not alone, there's a lot of people. Right, right. And the fear behind water just in general for kids. And then I seen how, like you said, like after you guys work with them, the smiles they have on their face, you know, after going through the the different classes and stuff like that, yes. and that is beautiful. Oh, and the
1: transformation, because, you know, you have a child that's, Deathly afraid of the water, you know, may have never been in water like that ever in their lives. But, you know, what
0: we what we've discovered is that, you know, this fear is a learned thing. Mm. What we've noticed
1: is that, you know, with, with all of us, babies are born in water. Right. I mean, there's water in the womb. Right. So kids are used to that environment. But somewhere along the line. Fear has been taught to them to stay away from the water, to be afraid of it. It's either fear or a lack of experience or a lack of opportunity to be able to experience the water. And that stresses all the way back, you know, especially with minorities in America. It stresses all the way back to slavery, goes back to the civil rights movement, things like that. And really what it is, that fear is passed down generationally. And so what we're aiming to do is just to break these generational stigmas, break these generational statistics, and really give these kids a whole new avenue and a whole new uh, quality of life, if that makes sense. Because now, once you know how to swim, there's so many doors that are open for you. You can go to the beach confidently. And, like, you've heard us say this before, Jason. It's not like we're just teaching swimming. We're teaching confidence. Right.
0: And
1: when we instruct these kids every day, we're drilling that into them to really to, to buy into the system, to really to get them to open up to everything that we're doing, because what we're offering them isn't just experiences. just Learning a few strokes, learning how to float, tr- knowing how to take care of yourself in the water if you do get in a, in a bad situation. Right. But we're also teaching them how to take these same principles uh, of positive thinking, of repetition, of consistency, of knowing how important confidence is, and how, how to how to how to trust someone with your life. Wow! You know, like, wow! These are all these principles that we're instilling in these kids, and the goal mm-hmm. is what we tell them: they look what you learn here. You carry that to the classroom. Right. Most of them come in definitely afraid of the water. And they've never some of these kids they come from rough situations, rough backgrounds. But for them personally, this might be one of the uh, most in your face, scariest moments that they've had to personally
0: experience with themselves. Right. right. And what we tell them is like, look, if you whenever you conquer this, if you can conquer your worst fear, you can do
1: anything. Mm. You can do anything. What's what's left? So. Take these principles. Social studies shouldn't be as hard. Science shouldn't be as hard. English shouldn't be as hard. Right. Because the same principles, repetition,
0: yep. doing it the right way. That's true. That's what studying is. Yeah. That is so true. What is a fear that maybe you guys have had to overcome? Um, maybe not now, but maybe in the past.
1: Oh, it's a good question. Daisy. Y'all are so good at asking questions. Bro. <laughs> uh, I'll say, uh, it's a fear of being wrong.
0: Wow.
1: Um, I, I, and, and, uh, oh, yeah, that that's a good one. I, I, me personally, Torrance speaking, my fear, one of my biggest well, not one of my biggest fears, one that I was conscious about. I was always conscious about um giving myself to other individuals fully.
0: Mm-hmm. Just being real. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, you you got the right people to open up to,
1: but you know, just, even just doing because you know, I'm really reserved. I'm like, I don't want to do all that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like you said, through the fear of being being wrong and once once I I got that you know, it, it became one of those things where I don't mind. I'm one of the first people that when I'm wrong, I'm one of the first people to say I was wrong.
0: Right, right, right. I have
1: no problem admitting I was wrong. Exactly. Oh my God, I have no problem admitting I was wrong. Mm-hmm. If I'm
0: wrong I'm, yeah, I'm wrong. I yeah, think that's a big, it. I think that's a really big thing because, you know, I'm, I'm one to say I'm sorry. Or if I feel like I'm like, you know what, let me go back. It might take me a moment. But once it hits me, I'm like, you know, let me go back and fix that. But I know people that just do not want to, like, they will never admit that they're you wrong. Know, and, it's like,
1: and, it's insane. and it's like. literally it's like, come right. on, man. Like, people go to the to the deathly end without saying that they're wrong. Right. Say that you're wrong. Come it's just, just
0: admit that you were trash for the moment and get over it. <laughs>
1: right. It, it, it makes everything so much better. We've just be honest. We've all, been, we've all
0: been there. Right. Right. I think that's a big thing, but that's like, wow, you know, the fear of being wrong. Do you think of it like, because you've, is it from the aspect of, you know, that you were right? Or are you thinking of, gosh, I really thought I was right. And it's like, ugh, I've, I've come well, to the conclusion I'm wrong. It comes wrong. from you
1: thought that you were right. And a lot of it has to, has to do with just being humble and just understanding and being real with yourself. But, you know, you miss it. You're not going to be 100 for 100 every time. You right. know what, that's okay. Right. But the best part about it is that you learn from it. Once you do that, then you don't have to make the same mistake twice. Wow! But if you never admit that you're wrong, you don't learn nothing from
0: nothing. No, that's the truth. That is the doggone truth. Well, you know, I and you're gonna repeat the same thing again. Yes, and which and the crazy thing is, we know if you do the same thing over and over again, that's what is that a form for insanity? It makes you it makes you insane that you won't just deal with it or address it and admit that you were wrong in some areas. And that's one thing for me. And y'all know my story. Like I always say, like almost a year ago, my world was falling apart, but I had to admit even in my life where I've learned some wrong things and I was calling it right, but I had to finally admit that it was wrong. And that's why I'm having these wrong behaviors. That's why things are going wrong. That's why things are horrible. And so once I had to unlearn those things, that's when things began to be right, and I was like, "Oh, this is the way it should go." For so long, I thought my wrong was right, and oh then, when that explosion hits, you know it's wrong.
1: <laughs> see, see my, the way that we are, like you know, I, I don't claim to know anything. Right. I'm like, look, I, I don't know nothing. Right. I'm I'm a sponge. I'm trying to always gather and to learn from other people and pick up as much as I can. Right. I don't claim to be a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. I don't even claim to be an answer man like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But what all my job here is to do is to listen and respond. If you want my opinion on it, you know what I mean? I, I, I'll help you the best way I can. But, you know, it, I, I'm still trying to figure this thing out too. Right. Just like everybody else.
0: Right, right, right. Well, you know— This episode, and right there, we could have shut this down right there because somebody got some help, because I know I did. (laughs) But I wanted to, I've been doing this thing called Dial Me In, and it's where I have these, people are listening in on our conversation. That's how I'm treating it, to where it's like, wow, I'm I'm hearing somebody else just talk about a a subject. And so instead of me being face-to-face, I never want the podcast to feel like it has limitations. So if I can't see you, I'm going to call you. Or you can call yes. me. And so that's what this episode is. And so I'm doing this thing where um, pain produces growth. That is the topic. I'm calling it part two. And you guys can come from a different perspective of what that means to you, Um I know for me, as an example, if I didn't go through certain th- the, the certain things that I did go through, I wouldn't have the growth I have today. Now, what do I say that uh, God put me in that pain? No, but sometimes he will allow things to happen. So that once you're on the other side, you can help somebody else. And so I, I said earlier, before I called you guys, I said pain at the moment makes you delusional. You can't see. You don't understand. It's frustrating. It's like if somebody stabbed you in the leg with a knife you feel like your whole body's on fire you don't just focus on the one part it it basically heightens the senses of the whole body so you feel like the whole body's been stabbed but it's just one area that's how a situation is you
1: just said it well pain is really uh it's an indicator and it's a distraction too Mm. it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's not necessarily a bad thing like if talk about uh, it put it like this here's a a scenario it's almost been a year so uh, did i tell you this i don't know if i told you this or not so in January 2017, this is Torrance speaking, Uh you know, I I noticed that I was having some some issues, uh, like, you know, if I stood up really quickly, you know, I'd kind of be losing my breath a little bit, you know, Mm. I remember one time I was in the shower and I was just like breathing very heavily, I was like, what's going on? and what happened was around my birthday in january i decided to do like a water fast so
0: i did a water fast wow and fasts are good i believe because you know they, they help bring a lot of stuff up you know right saying? right right so
1: i was doing a water fast the next thing you know like my legs just i like, had the worst pain ever my leg like seized up on me i remember i was at the whole foods parking lot i'm like limping around whole foods trying to get back to my
0: car wow but the next day i was like maybe i should go to like an urgent care to check it out i thought i might might have been having like a muscular issue or something like that right and so i go to
1: the doctor and they ran this scan on my leg and it's like oh my god like he told me straight up they look um you need to get to the hospital as fast as you can because uh, it looks like you have like a huge blood clot in your
0: leg whoa i was
1: like what
0: I didn't and know I was that. Like what? So I called my mom, and so I went to the emergency room and stuff like that. I was still
1: in a lot of pain and stuff like that. So I do all the the I think it was a like
0: CAT scans, right? And all kind of stuff like that, and mm-hmm.
1: run all these tests. I had to spend a night in the hospital, maybe two nights in the hospital, what? And stuff like
0: that. Because yeah, it was
1: bad. It spread to my lungs,
0: Whoa. so it was
1: constricting my breathing. You know what I'm saying? Like any any longer, you know what I'm saying?
0: You know, you know people die from stuff like right, that, right? So, right. But it was the first time in my life that.
1: I was completely kind of incap- incapacitated and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't walk. I, I really, I couldn't walk. I'm like, literally I had, I literally had like an old man walker to get around
0: wow. my house and I couldn't walk
1: around my house. I was in so much pain. Like every time I stood up, it felt like I had a boa constrictor squeezing my leg to death, but and it felt like my, it felt like someone was squeezing, squeezing my leg and inflating my leg at the same time. I feel like it was about to explode on me. So it was, I was in so much pain, man. And, it was one of the toughest experiences of my life so far because, number one, it was real because, you know, it's my health. Right. Some people
0: die from stuff like that. Right. And then, number two, with my lifestyle, and you know, it's like we're, we're going. You're very active. We go we go, we're, we're doers. We go for it. I'm moving constantly. Bang,
1: bang, bang, trying to, you know what I'm saying, wherever. You know, I feel like I'm led to go do what I need to do. I go do it. But this is the first time in my life I had to stay still. Mm. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't move. Wow. You know? Wow, and you know, I I learned so much in that time, and you know, I became grateful for a lot of the simple things too. You know, I'm saying like family that loves you, people around you that support you and love you and care for you, like all that stuff. You know, came to my came to the forefront for me, and it also kind of made me aware
0: of you know, well, what else can you do? Mm. You know, because if you can't be there how else can you bring value to people? Right. Right. Wow. You know, so I,
1: it, it had to teach me to think differently about things mm. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for the experience, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that, yes, it sucks, you know what I mean? I, I'm the type of guy, you know, I take full responsibility. I take personal responsibility. People, Some people make statements like, well, you know, maybe God was, you know, I, I get it.
0: You know what I'm saying? I get it. But look, no, I was the one, I wasn't taking care of myself. Right, right, right. And so because of that, the consequences was what you were going through. Wow.
1: Exactly. That's real. And it was... You know, I think personal responsibility There's something that I was not doing to take care of myself, mm-hmm. and I just had to learn the lesson. Right. I had to learn the lesson how to better take care of my body. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. Yeah, so kind of like, and really the moral of all that is that pain isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right. Pain was a, I, I'm thankful for that pain, because if it wasn't for that pain, I never would have known that I had a huge blood clot in my leg.
0: Wow. Talk about it. Okay, that's real. Pain is an indicator. Pain is an indicator. Pain is to show us, okay, something is wrong or something isn't Right.
1: It, it, it is a lot of times all the time really associated with negative things but pain itself is not a bad thing it's actually a good thing because it lets you know that something is wrong
0: mm. yeah, and
1: we're taught to run
0: from it Right. We don't, it's something that we don't desire and I don't know if anybody desires to want to feel pain no. right. but in this life we
1: know that it happens mm-hmm. and if it happens instead of getting down for the moment most people stay down mm. but the thing about it is like look what if this I, i'm a firm believer of perspective is everything yes your perspective and you know this your perspective is everything right if you choose to take a certain perspective and stance about what's going on in your life that's on you Mm. but just because you think the sky is falling down doesn't mean it really is
0: wow right 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 it's just you thinking that way yeah Because you,
1: right? A lot of times, you know, we hear this phrase like your truth a lot. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem with it. But at some points, it kind of rubs me the wrong way because a lot of times, sometimes your truth may not coincide or align with what truth really is.
0: You know, somebody, and I I hate to interrupt that because somebody said to me, it was one of my mentors, and he said that you have your truth and then you have the truth. And I had to get to a point to where What I thought was – what my truth was, I had to die to that so I could pick up the real truth. And what I thought the truth was, that's what was bringing me down. It became my perspective towards myself. Um, it would be, it became my truth and I had to let that go so that the, the truth of I'm actually a good person. I can be a good father. I can be a good husband. Um, I can be a good friend because the truth that I was holding on to was the opposite of what I just said. So exactly. I, I agree I agree with what you're saying because there is your truth. And now there's a difference between your truth and the and, and, and your story because your story right. is your facts. You know, yeah. especially if it's if it's the truth, it's your facts. But I'm talking right. about when you have gone down so far, it's so low, and you're still holding on to your truth, you might have to let go of what you think is the truth. And right. go get some help so you can find the truth. Okay, I'm done. Exactly. Go ahead, guys. Because go ahead. <laughs> even what you were saying,
1: you know, I'm sure you shared a little bit about your story in this right. podcast. Right, right, I'm sure in those moments you you're probably thinking, you know, I'm a terrible father. I'm a terrible husband. Yes, That's yes. not true. I know you personally.
0: Right. You're an amazing husband, an amazing father. Thank you. Thank but you. in
1: that moment, you will listen to those thoughts and they will convince you that your quote-unquote truth at the moment, and I use that word light, lightly, lightly. Yeah. Because I believe, you know, truth is an is absolute thing. Right. Because if you got your truth, your truth, your truth, your truth, then your truth, then somebody
0: clearly somebody lying. Somebody <laughs> lying. Somebody, <laughs> lying. somebody the truth, lying. Truth by definition is exclusive. Right. So if you say that
1: something is the truth, that means whatever else doesn't align with that is not the truth. Right. So it's like you know I you know I, I, I hate, that's why I hate to personalize that's why I hate to personalize it like that. People don't really understand that. But if I say okay, it's the truth, that means truth is now subjective. Truth is no longer absolute.
0: Mm. So
1: I can look at my iMac. I'm looking at my iMac right now. It's 27 inch iMac, and I can say, you know what? It's a Dell computer. <laughs> but that's my truth. You know, that's that, That's just my truth. So people use my truth as a cop out to Ooh. really. Do whatever they want to do. Do Not deal with reality. Say what they want to say. It's really foolish when you think about it. That's why I don't even use the phrase because I think it's utterly stupid. No offense to anybody out there that uses it. But just think about it. Yeah. You can use it any way you want. I can look at this iMac and say, you know, it's a Dell. And there's no way that you can tell me that I'm not telling or I'm not relating to my truth. Because then my response is, how are you going to tell me what my truth is?
0: Wow. But your truth is not the truth. Right, Somebody right. Somebody's lying. Somebody's lying. And the reality of it is, it's, a, it's an iMac. It's not the Dell. <laughs> it's, not, it's an iMac. Right, right. It's Shout like out to Apple it's with any endorsements, just send them this way. We you know, will. I love them all. That's <laughs> right. It's <laughs> like wait, what is that one chick? Master. I hate to put people on blast, but that one chick, uh, Rachel Dollaz, all when she says she black. oh yeah <laughs> I said, chop. Uh, and you and do your research. I understand that you feel that that is your truth. So right. you're in touch with the, uh, the
1: culture, African-American
0: culture. Right. Um, you, you feel like that's your that. truth. You, you kinked up your hair. You probably right. put one braid in and dyed it orange or something. But the reality of it is we researched you and we found out <laughs> you're, you're Caucasian let's just say that you're Caucasian that's and just, that's okay to be that there's nothing and wrong with that there's you nothing can support wrong with that. movements and being Caucasian right you can support or don't and be, lie to me but don't lie to me and, and or call don't, me or don't mislead me let's the, just say that yeah yeah don't mislead me I know the truth <laughs> Right. Exactly, but that's so exactly. good. Have been a
1: whole different story. You'd be like, "Look, I know I'm white. I just love African American culture." And right. Like oh, okay. So right. <laughs> and I'd so, have been like, "Yeah, so does that. All white people love African American culture. They're, that's everybody.
0: Right. You know, every, everybody
1: loves like you. Everybody loves African American culture." I'm like, you
0: know, yeah.
1: So, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just keeping it
0: hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, can I can I keep it real on this keep, on this podcast? Keep it real. Bro? Keep it we real. We just on the phone, man. Keep it real, because I'm laughing so. Hard. Cause I'm like, I was like, cause like you tell
1: me you don't. I am like, so you hate Michael Jackson? You hate? Uh, I know you like rap music. You hate Future and, and you you hate Drake. You never watch basketball or college football or Uh-oh. NFL.
0: Right. God, dog. I,
1: I, people say I can't stand African American. Well, just 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 like NASCAR. Just watch NASCAR. Right. Know?
0: Just, just turn, turn off the, off the TV because we're everywhere and we need to support each other and celebrate each other. Don't lie and be like I don't care for none of that stuff. <laughs> well, look, in the end of the day, it's, it's
1: one human family. It's one human family. Race is a is a is a man made construct. There's only one race, and that's the human race. Let's just let's
0: get that out. No aliens
1: popping up around here yet. Still, Until these aliens pop up in
0: this thing. No, I'm saying. Well said. <laughs> it's one race is the human race. No, I'm
1: saying we just got a little pigmentation differences, and we got cultures that are set up around those pigmentation differences. But and you were really no different.
0: Right. Right. Ooh. Let me just.
1: Clear that air with
0: that that's yeah. right, no I it, see, I don't clean and, it. and it's the, but it's the truth though it is the truth yes. I mean you think about that everything that you just said, we've talked about there's your truth and then there's the truth, and that is what causes now when I think about it between that that's what once you hit that, when you get the truth, that's when growth hits your life it really does yes. that's yes. when yes. real growth hits your that, life man. real that's growth. Because you don't want to live a life where you're not growing anymore based because you're just holding on to your truth.
1: Well, most people don't want to do it, but they do it every day. Mm. They do it every day.
0: Hmm.
1: And I'm not one of those guys that are like, quit your job tomorrow, live your life. No, I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. Some people need to stay on their job. (laughs) Right. If everybody quit their job, we don't get nothing done.
0: Right, right.
1: But what I'm saying is that Understand that you are always in a position to call the shots in your life. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. Wow. And whatever you choose, you choose to do, that is fine. I ain't got nothing wrong with that. If you happy, cool. But if you unhappy and you come to me with your unhappiness and you don't want any action of adjustment, you don't want to act accordingly to adjust the unhappiness in your life. I, I can't. I can't have nothing to do with that. Wow. But like you said, well, you just said it. You know, most people. Well, I just kept it real. Most people, you know, what I'm saying they really don't like their lives like that. They'll lie and cop out and say they' cool with it. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like you know, the older I get, the more I see people are really unhappy with their situations, mm-hmm. and, and it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to have like those conversations with people because I'll go to like some little social events or something like that. I went to a. a uh, I went to this uh, this thing, this little function or whatever, and I saw like a whole bunch of people that I haven't seen in literally 10 years. And a lot of the conversations that I was having is that some people, most, uh, I say most people, uh, aren't all the way 100% happy with the way that their own lives have turned out. Wow. And so I I think it's just so easy to fall into things, especially, you know, we're in the South and, you know, we just have certain mindsets that are just just ingrained in us. Is it still
0: stuck? Do you feel like there's still a um, is the South still stuck to some degree?
1: Uh, stuck in what well let's talk in what ways is it stuck like um, just
0: the mentality towards oh
1: yeah bro like it's, it's still slavery down here like I tell all my friends like, I mean, we might have this conversation with me. yeah man it's wild out here man it's still slavery down here it's still oppression man
0: wow and like,
1: it, it, it's real and like I, I really don't really notice the difference until I we get to go out and that's why thank god we do have the, the opportunity to travel like we do and to see some different things different environments different people different cultures all that's important to piecing together your world view most people down here they got a state view or wow. they got a region view, a, a, a city view or even worse. some most kids i know some kids got a neighborhood view wow they might not never leave their neighborhood like that wow so it's like getting these experiences to really paint a full more broad more vivid and a better picture and to me i think that's really how life is supposed to be viewed from because it makes you more Empathetic, excuse me. It makes you more empathetic. It makes you, it, it increases your wisdom too because you actually see more, see different people, see different situations. And then you can judge not only your own situations, but even someone else.
0: Right. I mean, right. So,
1: someone else's situation. Yeah. But, so, you know, to answer your question, the South is still cool. You know what I'm saying? You just got to be real. Every, every, Every
0: rose got its thorns, bro. So there's right. no place that's absolutely por- perfect, man. That's true. That's so and true. you got to understand, it's down south for me. It's cool for me because I mean that's that's why I grew up. That's in, what you. So did, I really yeah. didn't know anything else until later
1: on in life. Mm-hmm. And you know they still got some you know some stuff that goes on that might not be kosher to you know progress and things like that. But you just gotta roll with it and keep on going. What I'm going to do, act like a victim and cry and stop moving? No, no. no. I just, I just, well, you know what? It is the way it is like that. I can do what I can do. Look, it's not my job to change people. Right. Matter of fact, I can't change people.
0: No, no. Only
1: thing that I have control over is myself. I can't control nobody else. Now I can, I can put you in a position to change because change really comes internally. I can put you in a position to change your mindset about something. I might say, hey, look, check out this book, check out this podcast or something. But at the end of the day, that's on you, that's on them, and that's on me to change me. So hmm. kind of to go back to your question, that you asked if the South is kind of stuck. I'll say on one end, it's kind of a beautiful thing because I know especially in Louisiana, um, we're underdeveloped with a lot of things. So we, we have a lot of things late. Mm. We have a lot of things that are popular well, elsewhere. After. That yeah, yeah. Other, other things that are already like popular elsewhere some people are kind of done with it it's worn out we haven't even seen that yet like we just now getting like a like like Uh, like food halls and stuff like
0: (laughs) that one space so they have a whole bunch of different like uh food spots in and stuff like that we just not getting that like like town centers and stuff like that yeah yeah so it's like you know, we we, we growing, but because but it is the underdeveloped, it's an opportunity. It's yes. an opportunity to get in.
1: It's like a, a signal to leave, No. To go to somewhere else. Like most people go to Houston or Dallas or Austin or Atlanta or That's yeah. everybody, yeah, yeah that's everybody crazy. trying to get out. But we like, look, I'm, right. gonna, stay. I'm gonna stay
0: right and get y'all, something y'all done. Y'all can leave, y'all can leave because why would I? Why would I bring water to the ocean? That don't well, make No sense. Well, right. It's
1: a it's a desert
0: out here. Right.
1: And I'm used to this heat. You know what? And I and look, I'm like I'm gonna make an oasis. Let me tell
0: you that. Right. In the place where everybody else is like, Well, we're done. You're like, no, I'm gonna do something about this place and cause something to happen. Hmm. Oh yeah, ex- exactly. You heard me. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> well you guys I you heard me. I hear I, I'm so thankful that you guys decided to come on and talk. Uh, how can they get in touch with you Talk, give us give us like your handles and stuff I, like that I would say
1: the best way to get in touch with us is, is through our Instagram we love Instagram and I, and I love that platform because you can really use it for personal connection as well right and so uh, hit us up at of course the the at sign at the bros fresh so that's t h e b r o s f. R-E-S-H. The bros fresh.
0: I love it. I love it. And they can also support you at your foundation. Yeah. go to our website. It's www.tankproof,
1: which is spelled T-A-N-K-P-R-O-O-F. It's a compound word. Two words put together. www.tankproof.org.
0: Man, y'all. I thank you so much. Y'all heard it from no, we, we, my we thank brothers, you, bro. It,
1: it's a pleasure, bro. Every time, like I'm just so thankful that now this might be, you know, we might have interviewed. This is our third interview.
0: Yes, yes. And
1: you're you you have such a gift to doing what you do because you know I've done plenty of podcasts, plenty of
0: interviews, but nobody asks questions quite like you. I tell Man, you that. Man, thank you so. You much You the only guy, that, and ladies, and gentlemen, y'all don't know he the only guy has ever made me cry on camera on some <laughs> real stuff. I ain't gonna
1: lie. He made he made me. Oh, he, he asked no. He asked he asked us the question. He said uh, he said if there's anything you could
0: tell your younger self, what I said, ooh, I broke down. I said, well, because oh, I wanted you to think Jesus. about. <laughs> Jason, don't do it to me. I said, I said,
1: can we cut the camera? He said, no. I said, I said, all right, I'm gonna let the
0: tears flow. Well, because I, I wanted you to think about look how far you've come, and if yeah. you could, if and it doesn't, it sounds like that doesn't make any sense. But if you were to see yourself. As a child again, what would you tell yourself? And I think about that now. To me, and knowing that everything I've gone through. Shoot, and, Jason, what would you tell yourself two years ago? What, my <laughs> shoot, how much you wake like, You want to cuss? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like black man, hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> But I think honestly, I, you know, really, I look back over my life and I'm thankful. I just said this earlier because somebody interviewed me today on their podcast. And I said, listen, I'm so glad I didn't evacuate on myself. I said, storms will come. Things right. will happen. And That's good. This, I like that. The, I didn't evacuate on myself. I'm, come on, I'm, come on come I'm on. so glad come on. I did not evacuate on myself because people saw the storm that was coming. People knew it was coming. It was predicted. Things happen to us. Storms come. they They come through. And some of them are bigger than other ones. And I think, you know, we try to hold on to things. But the storm is meant to clear out stuff. Right. Please yes. don't evacuate on yourself. And for those that want to hang in there with me, help me board up my life so I can protect what's left. Oh, come on, come on, come on! Help me protect man, what's left. You, man, that's so good, Because like we want, and it's so good. You said
1: that I've never heard that before. Because the natural inclination that people have is to escape. Yes. To vacate. Yes. They want to vacate immediately. But, you know, I talked to my my, uh, my, my mentor and big brother, uh, Donovan Montrell Thompson. Yep,
0: mine too. Uh, yep.
1: I, I, you know, he says, you know, when those moments come, you got to sit in there.
0: Yeah. Own mm. it. Own it. Live in that spot. Yeah. That's where change is going to take place. Right. Right. He told me that nine months ago, he said, this is your moment. Sit in it. Yeah. Don't move from it. Don't leave from it. And you be feel like,
1: sit in What you mean? This, this hurts
0: pain. Right. Pain. Right. This hurts. Yes. This don't feel good. Mm-mm. Everybody's against me. Nobody's for me. People are leaving me. Good. Let them, let them leave so that you can get the real people to come in and build. And this time, when the blueprints show up, you're the one that's doing it. See, for so long, we've had other people writing out the blueprints and hoping we enjoy the homes they put us in. But now the storm that has come, it is going to wipe out the stuff that is not needed and let that junk go. Because when it's time to build, it will be better. You're holding on to stuff that when you if you really look at it is less than where you're actually supposed to be. So let it go. Let it go. And that's what I had to learn. I had to learn and that's what helped and now the growth that's today is so much better and i'm thankful because well, this podcast this podcast, is a product
1: of those of those moments yes you know?
0: sir yes um I'm, I'm, I'm
1: excited and i'm man number one first and foremost i, I want to say this on the air bro i'm i'm so proud of you thank you honestly i you know we'll speak on behalf of both as of we love you
0: thank you love, love you too love the
1: progress that you've made and it's just been such a blessing it's to us to well. witness it it's a journey for you but I, it's really a journey for us too man just seeing everything cause I, I ain't gonna say we don't seen everything but shoot, we done seen a lot you
0: know right? I mean?
1: so it's like just seeing from where you've come from to where you are now and getting a glimpse of where you're headed yes, man, man. it's just amazing look can't thank nobody up in that Seattle they don't need to be like well
0: they ain't no God God ain't real yeah. Well, look,
1: you just need to sit down with Jason Martin Jr. for a little <laughs> bit. He can tell you something. You know what I'm saying? And make you think twice. You know right, what I'm saying? Because right. it's just been amazing. It make you at least think twice. It's, it's, it's been amazing, bro. Just to, just to witness everything. And we, just, we just love it and we're paying attention,
0: man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I support y'all. Y'all, you know, definitely go check out their website, check out their Instagram, follow them. Thank you guys for following me. Y'all know my Instagram, Jay Martin Jr. And, um,. I'm so thankful, and let's keep the conversation going, you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. All right, love you, bro. Love you, too. We'll talk soon. All right, bye. 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 Well, there you have it, guys. That right there was real, and I'm so thankful for people like that. Like I said, when you're going through things, sometimes the pain can be so real. But listen, trouble doesn't last always. Troubles do not last always. Um, My grandmother wrote a song called, This Too Shall Pass. And I I, I believe in that very firmly. So for those of you that are listening, I encourage you that no matter what you're going through, it will pass. Just hang in there. Don't evacuate on yourself. Hang in there. Like my like my, my brother said, you know, Torrance and Thurman, you know, sit in that, feel that, own that. And that way, when you come out of it, you will be able to help so many people that want to give up on themselves. So hang in there. All right, guys. Love you so much. Thank you for listening to our conversation. I love these. Dial me in. Just real conversations. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Remember, pain produces growth.